Let's pray. Holy Spirit, I'm so thankful to be here with my Grace Covenant family today. Lord, what a time in world history we live in. I'm thanking you for speaking to us today, for talking to us. We love you so much, Lord. Amen. How many of you know it's an interesting time in history today? I was in our church in Austin. We have churches across the country and around the world, as Corey alluded to, and Pastor Brett and I served together on these leadership teams, and I heard a lady behind me before I spoke say, what are we going to do? We've had a worldwide pandemic. Now will we have world war? A lot of fear in the world. Um, people afraid, wondering. We, we seem to be going from pandemic to endemic, yet people like, what might be next? So I'm going to entitle this little message, The World 2022, Birth Pains or Death Throes. How do we interpret our world? Like, how do we look at it? What do we say about it? I'm going to break this into three parts. I'm going to share with you just some thoughts from the Holy Spirit. Many of you that know me know that from time to time, the Lord speaks to me about world events and things that are going to happen in people. And, and so I'll talk to you a little bit about the world as it is, give you a little bit different perspective on it. I'll talk about, I'll start by talking about Russia the Ukraine, America, some things like that. Then I want to take a moment in the book of Hosea where God gives us three really sound warnings. Maybe words of wisdom would be better than warning. And I want to close by talking about what is our way through this? What do we need? In Matthew 24, 8, Jesus is talking about all these, um, these major events that can hit the earthquakes and wars and all these things. And he goes on to say, all these are but the beginning of birth pains. May I tell you right now, beloved, I don't believe the planet's in its death throes. I believe the planet's in its birth pains. That we are getting ready for a fresh move of God's spirit to touch our country and to touch our world. And I'll tell you now why I believe that. And I might add that expectation is universal. When I was helping to lead a prayer movement called Unite, 714 that was in the year 2020, I worked in 191 nations. And I was on the phone with many of the greatest leaders in all the body of Christ from every continent in the world. There was just a universal expectation that with this terrible cloud over the world, there was a silver lining. God was going to do something special as we came out of it. Let me talk about Russia in the Ukraine first. We, we know all the fears this is highlighted when the, the number one wheat producing nation in the world attacks the number four and people worried about food scarcity, then nuclear arsenals and what might happen in oil and all these things. I have to go back to 2012, January 1st. Let me say before I talk about the nation of Russia, I've been all through Russia, all through Eastern Europe. Uh, in 2020, I worked with 2000 Russian churches in a prayer movement. I love Russia, but let's talk about it. Um, I was in prayer on January 1st, 2012, and I heard the Lord say, I want to talk to you about Europe. The next thing I knew, God showed me this giant bear coming out of hibernation. He was huge, like a big Siberian brown bear, but its fur was matted, looked very kind of starving, voracious, hibernating. And he said, Jim, the Russian bear is going to come out of hibernation and seek basically to restore his influence in Europe. 
he's going to come to take territory back. And this was all recorded. And his big paw began to look toward Europe. As I watched, the Lord said this to me. He said, I'll raise up the nation of Germany as a counterbalance to that bear. Many of you don't know that Merkel was fluent in Russian, a Russian expert. And there was Crimea some things, but for the most part, she was kind of the Russian whisperer. She was also a devout Christian um, that truly loved the Lord. And I remember sitting with a great East German pastor from the eastern part of Germany. So when I was a young seminary student, her dad was my mentor. And she would come down as a little teenage girl and study the Bible with us. God used her with that. Then the Lord talked about the EU and said, I begin to see some breakup there, kind of as a sign, which we saw with Britain. Here's what he told me, though. He said, Jim, in the end, I'm going to snap the arm of the Russian bear. And I saw where that arm reached out for Europe. In the end, God just broke it. Well, I held that and began to pray through things. And in October of 2021, which is recently, of course, Pastor Brett and I and some other Every Nation leaders were in the city of Dubai in the Arab Emirates. It's where all of our leaders from 13 regions in the world came together. The leaders of our church, in one of them in Ukraine was there, a man named Oleg. Wife Natalie couldn't come. He tested negative for COVID, she positive. And he said, Jim, Natalie's just a bit worried about our country. October's really early on, what do you think? And so I sent Natalie word and I said, Natalie, listen, um, this is what the Holy Spirit showed me. Russia is gonna enter your nation and make a land grab. I'm sorry for that, but in the end, I see God slapping the paw of the bear. And that began to get my eyes onto the map and I began to pray. By January, I realized that, man, Eastern Europe's gonna get ready to come ripe for the gospel. God's gonna move. In fact, proximity to Russia is gonna determine it as fear comes. By February, sitting in my office, I pull my journal and show it to you, um, God basically spoke to me Next, it was about a week from the invasion. He said, next week, I think Monday the 21st, that's the week you'll see Russia invade Ukraine. But I want you to know what starts as an invasion will end up an incursion. By the time I'm done, it will not last. And he said, I'm going to break the arm of Russia. And it will become like an Afghanistan to them. It will come as an overreach. They'll regret the day they did it. And so God's not surprised by things. Yet, I have very real, one of my daughters is married to a Ukrainian. I mean, she, he has family there. We have churches there. And in the middle of this pain, I just want to say, God himself, with the enemy meant for evil, he used it for good. If I saw those Russian tanks going that way, I saw the strangest thing. I saw plow handles come out the back of them. The Lord said, the devil thinks he's sending tanks. In reality, they'll prove to be plows. I'll plow up Europe freshly for an outpouring of my spirit. God's not surprised by these things. He sees these things, beloved. I look at our own country in America, and I'll comment only briefly. Many of you have heard some of the, my thoughts on this. It's end of 2018, New Year's Eve, when God began to tell me about what was coming on America, the economy, the brokenness, that he would begin to come again and heal the ethnic pain, deal with the bigotry, touch things in America. In fact, I go to a multi-ethnic church. Um, it's my joy to be an elder there. Um, our, our pastors are African-American, James and Debbie Lowe. She's the youngest of the whining family, BBCC. She can sing open for Whitney Houston at 16 herself. We have a lot of great music and 
I'm always like the New Year's Eve speaker. It's our happy New Year's Eve service. This was our unhappy New Year's Eve service. Sitting on the front row, God just unrolled to me what was coming to America. And that ended up on YouTube, much to my surprise. But anyway, I told him, I said, listen, after talking about the economy and all those things, it was a few months later I saw COVID and I told him, listen, in 17 months, only reason I'm saying this, when we're halfway done, God will come again to deal with the ethnic pain and issues in America. And it was 17 months from that point when Mr. Floyd was murdered in Minneapolis. God's not surprised. He said, it's going to come a very hard time in America. People will demonize one another. Civilians will die in the streets. People are going to say America's going to end in anarchy. Let me tell you now, America's going to end in revival because I'll pour out my spirit on a broken nation. Now, the reason I point that out, beloved, is that halfway done, I thought, well, if the end of May 2020 is halfway done, what might be the end of October 2021? As we begin to come and Omicron kind of stuck up his head in Zambia, I began to pray, Lord, let Omicron hit with 25% of the power of Delta and let us go from pandemic to endemic. And obviously, that's, that's what's happening. And so as we seem to come out, that doesn't mean there won't be more variants, but I believe the trend is great. Of course, now scientists and doctors are saying it. So as we come out of COVID in our nation and we face all these things in the world, how might God help us? Let me comment on that before we go into the word. On December 5th of 2021, I was preaching in a church in Louisiana of a dear friend, friend of many of us in every nation, but outside our every nation family. And they have a, a huge multi-site church in some of the poorest areas of Louisiana. And I was in one of them sitting in the green room. I don't know why they always call it the green room. The rooms are never green. Who knows? But anyway, I'm sitting in the room and eating my favorite biscuits from Louisiana. But anyway, so I see the foot of God come down from heaven. I go, what's that mean? He hits an accelerator pedal. And to summarize, he said, I'm going to accelerate my church. I'm going to give you the power you need to go through everything you're facing. And in this metaphor, as I saw us begin to accelerate, it was like we were in a, a space vehicle. And all these Gs were hitting us. And I watched a counter go to 36 months and stop. And I realized from December 5th, exactly 36 months from December 5th, was the next general election in America for president. Many fear that election, wonder about that election. What is God saying? My spirit's coming to my church. I'm going to propel you. I'm going to touch you. I'm going to help you no matter what you face. Beyond that, I saw the glorious light of God coming. And here you are in GCC. Why is that important? It's because America, for her own pain and problems, is still the leader of the freer world. You say, well, that doesn't always make sense. It's just reality. I'm glad God uses broken institutions still. Now, what's that mean for us? That means you have a stewardship of the most influential political area in the world. It's one of the reasons as a church, we're starting Grace Covenant sites in every ward of DC. We're believing that God is gonna use us to touch that city, to see men and women from all walks of life, from places of power to poverty, touched by his spirit. Now, what would God say to you today? I love how Corey started this with Jesus opening the seals. God has his hand 
on history. Don't let doomsayers mess with you right now. You're going to see all kinds of books being written again on the Antichrist. This is it. Who's the new Antichrist? John said, there's always Antichrist. One day the last one will be there. Who knows when? But don't let your heart fail you. Before we hit this Christ, the Lord gave me two warnings out of the Bible. One, out of the book of Isaiah, don't call conspiracy what all these people call conspiracy. Don't fear what they fear or you'll be snared. Secondly, don't make false alliances. And God warned me, said Jim, be careful with conspiracy theories. And be careful, if I come to the first thing in Hosea, with putting your trust in political power instead of me. And it says in Hosea 7, 11 through 12, Ephraim's like a dove. How many of you know the church has the dove of the Holy Spirit? Back in the Old Testament days, there were prophets and prophetesses who had the Spirit on them. But unlike us, the Spirit of God did not live in them. And even though they're like a dove, they're just silly and without sense. Why? They called to Egypt and to Assyria instead of calling to me. That in their national crisis, they ran to political power as if it was their God. When everything was falling apart, they put their hope not just in their own government, but in some of the most wicked governments in the world. We've got the Holy Spirit, beloved. If you're a blood-washed follower of Christ today, the moment you were born again, the dove of the Holy Spirit moved into you, touching you, connecting you. Just says, do not make the mistake of trusting. You said, Pastor Jim, are you political? Some. Are you partisan? Yes. His name is Jesus. If you're quite honestly... I have problems with both parties. I've never had a president that I loved perfectly. Have you? It's why I pray for my president every day, whether I like him or not. If I don't pray for him, I'd probably cuss them. I pray every day. Listen, beloved, I've got problems with the Democratic Party and the Republican Party. The only leader I have no problems with is Jesus. He's not running for president this year. Listen, I appreciate the right to vote. But my eye is far beyond the White House. It's in heaven. It's in heaven. Vote your conscience. Pray for your president. Put your trust in Christ. Here's the second thing he says. In Hosea 10, 11, Ephraim was a trained calf that loved to thresh. I spared her fair neck. He said, man, there was a day you were so well trained. I could just take you on the field. I wouldn't even have to put a yoke on you. Come plow here, come plow there. Life was good. Life was easy. Wasn't really hard. It just wasn't hard following me, but something's changed. But I will put Ephraim to the yoke. Judah must plow. Jacob must harrow for himself. What is God saying? He's saying, things have gotten so hard. The soil's so hard. The easy days are just flowing along with me or over. He said, I'm inviting you to put on my yoke, the yoke of prayer, the yoke of believing. The ground is hard. It's not easy Christianity right now. We have churches all over the world. We have churches all through China, all through Iran. We've had leaders tortured, imprisoned in China, building, shattered, broken, bulldozed. It's now a criminal offense to have Christianity online. Here in America, it's a different challenge. Corey beautifully illustrated in a culture gone crazy partially. If I could draw a picture for you, if your savior could appear to you now, there'd be a yoke on his neck, 
an ox yoke, and one for you next to him. Join me in prayer. Join me in believing. It is your moment. I need you to come with me and pray. Come with me and believe. Your country, your world, is dependent upon it. I don't know why God didn't just give it all to angels, but he gave it to us. I mean, would you give that to us? Look around. Look in the mirror. I go, you trusted me. You got to be kidding me. He said, there was a day when it was easy. Come take my yoke. Come pray. Come stand. Beloved, before I go deeper, do you have any concept of who you are? If you've ever been in the White House, the, closer, the more powerful you are, the closer you are to the president's office. That's nothing. I've prayed over my share of world leaders. That's nothing compared to the access you have. God told a teenager named Jeremiah, whose country was dying. He was a teenager, scared to death. He said, probably 16. He said, son, I'm going to put my words in your mouth. And because you have my words in your mouth, you've got authority over nations and kingdoms. And when you speak my word, you can pull them down, pluck them up, tear them, stop them, break them, and build them. Hebrews 11, it said, through faith, they routed foreign armies. Through faith, they grew strong in battle. Through faith, they enforced justice. Through faith, out of their weakness. That's you. That's me. It says in Psalms 148, with the high praises of God in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand, they break oppressive nations, chain up demonic rulers. This is the glory of all God's saints. There's such authority in your prayers. Authority. You know what that word when it says with a two-edged sword comes from the Hebrew word mouth, like mouth of a river. When your mouth speaks what God's mouth is speaking, there's great power. You're not helpless. We're not just flotsam on the river of history. We are the daughters and sons of the living God. And then he says this, and this one is powerful. He said, the pangs of childbirth came for him. So Isaiah 13, it was time for he or she to be born. You mothers know when it's time for that baby to be born, you want it out. Now, if it's breached or something, it's tough. Maybe it's a C-section. But God said, it was your time to be born in the spirit. It was your time to be born. But you were unwise. At just the right time, you did not present yourself at the opening to the womb. You wouldn't come out. Life had been too bruising. Too safe in there. You know what just the right time was for Jesus? Roman oppression, crucifixion, and occupation. It's counterintuitive. Just the right time never feels like the right time. You think that baby wants to come out of that nice, warm womb into this world? Are you wiser and wise? Will you come out and offer yourselves to God at this moment in history? What a season we've been in. Beginning around 9-11, 20 years of war. 
the worst recession since the Great Depression, the worst pandemic since the Spanish flu, and the biggest war in Europe since World War II. It's just the right time. It's just the right time. Why? What will it take for the church to come back online? What will it take? Okay, the pandemic's ending. We're an endemic. If you want to wear a mask for your health, please do. I believe in masks. If you don't, that's your business. It's America. I'm glad not to wear them now. When I think of some of the things we fought over in America, I just think to myself, I got, you got to be kidding me. Now, I may fight you over basketball, but nothing else. Just kidding. <laughs> why? Like, why? For some of us, the pandemic's gone to mentality. May I tell you, many of us have gotten in the habit of not meeting. Listen, I was online, pancake breakfast, sausages on my couch, one eye open during worship, hoping to hear a message. Man, that's church lie. I loved it. <laughs> my golly, it's church. She goes, honey, are, are you dressing? I said, yeah, I got my pajamas on. Let me have another bagel. Let's have a croissant. It's church time. She goes, honey, are you nodding out during Pastor Brett's sermon? I said, no, I'm just digesting, baby. I mean, listen, my wife would walk around the house, praying, worshiping. I laid up on the couch, just a deep rest. Listen, I appreciate online, man, it's been a blessing. But if it's not your health and it's become a habit, come back. God's up to something. Come back. And may I tell you, Grace Covenant is blessed. Man, blessed, we've never been so abundant in finances. And in money, something's getting ready to happen. I'll define it in a moment. I don't want you to miss it. Some are just hurt. Just broken down. People died. Dreams died. The mental toll of COVID is massive. We've lived almost like under a sword, what'll fall next? What variant? Now, a war. What'll happen politically? We've lived in such stress. It's like the national flight or fight reflex has been so triggered. It's like our <clears throat> renal glands were just emptied. Some just won't eat it. Time to come out. This is your moment. You're born for it. Your great shepherd. And Corey articulated who he is so beautifully. That slain lamb. He conquered the world by dying for it. And then rising. He ever lives as a slain lamb in heaven. That's why the dove could rest on him in such power. Slain to everything but the will of God. But what's your way? When Ephraim saw his sickness and Judah's wound, man, I see a lot of sickness in the world. A lot of wounds and hurting people. They went to Assyria and the king couldn't heal him. No government can heal the sickness in this world. No army can eradicate it. Laws can force compliance, but hearts are another matter. There is no world leader to save you. 
Some are better than others. Vote for the one that your conscience chooses. But may I tell you, they were wounded and sick and ran to Assyria who ended up ravaging them. Cut. He couldn't cure him or heal him. I was like a lion. I dealt with him. But now I'm going to return to my place till they acknowledge their guilt and seek my face. In this, acknowledge that, Lord, we should have just turned to you in prayer sooner. But when they do, here's a promise for you. Then I'm going to show you the path. Come, let us return to the Lord. He's torn, but he'll heal us. He is stricken. He'll bind us up. God's sovereign. He doesn't bring evil, but in his sovereignty, he uses it. After two days, he'll revive us. On the third day, he'll resurrect us. God's coming to resurrect his church. Hear me now. It's called revival. It's an outpouring of the spirit. As a young man, it swept the West Coast. Hundreds would worship in my high school at lunch outdoors. Thousands baptized up and down the coast. God says, no matter what you've gone through, when Corey was speaking so beautifully this morning about the blood, I was reminded of what it says in the book of Hebrews. By faith, they sprinkled the blood and the destroyer passed by. I know many of you feel destroyed today. Something just destroys you. That's the holy blood is greater than any destroyer. After two days, he'll revive us. On three days, he'll resurrect us that we may live before him. Let us know now. Let us press on to know the Lord. He is going forth as sure as the sun. He'll come to us as showers as the spring rains. I know you're tired. Been a rough season. Just at the corporate level. Death, hurt, fear. Stress, world on edge. When's the last time we started thinking about the possibility of nuclear war? It's been scary because it's press on to know me. For as sure as the sun will come up tomorrow, I'm coming to touch you, coming to bless you. What's the path? What's the pathway? Jesus had told them, as he getting ready to send up to heaven, he said, listen to me. My spirit's going to be poured out on you. You'll touch your Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the uttermost parts of the earth. But you get off this mountaintop, you can't live up here on this experience. You go back down in your city and you wait till the power falls. They got back to Jerusalem. For three and a half years, 120 people made it to the upper room. There are three or 400 watching them ascend to a cloud. A third made it. And they begin to pray. The Bible says they, with one accord, devoted themselves to prayer, passion, unity, praying, crying out for a power that would shake history, a power that would touch the world. 
But they weren't just praying with one passion. They were praying in one place. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound came from heaven like the rush of a mighty wind. It filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them tongues of fire distributed and resting on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages. Tongues as the Spirit gave utterance. Why would I encourage those online who don't have a health issue to come back? One reason alone. I don't want you to miss what's getting ready to happen. That doesn't mean God can't touch us online. I've been touched. But that does mean he seems to inhabit places. He seems to inhabit space. Like he told them, if you want it, go to Jerusalem. That means if they wouldn't have been in Jerusalem they wouldn't have gotten it like it fell in a place. Historically, it always has. I don't know why. GCC and many other churches, the spirit's going to fall. It'll be in your sights downtown. It'll be right here. You're not going to want to go home when it happens. You're not going to want worship to end. The tide will rise. Joy will come when you've been depressed. You hardly know it, then it's on you. So when I say come back, it's, it's not about money. It's not about us. Something's getting ready to happen. And you're more likely to experience it right here together. I believe this Easter is special. It's going to mark a turning point in the American church. They didn't just pray in one place. They prayed with one purpose. You receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. you be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the ends of the earth. This power will propel us to touch a broken culture. When the day of Pentecost came and the fire hit their heads, they spilled out of that building. Over 60 different ethnic groups heard the gospel in their own language and all the other ethnic groups there thought they were drunk and crazy. Because we're not drunk. This is the outpouring of the Holy Ghost prophesied by the book of Joel, which touches every demographic and every generation, every male and female. We're coming to one of those moments again. The devil played right into the hands of God. He thinks he's broken the world. He's plowed the world. When will the spirit flow? When you go. When you sow.